Um, so let's start, Trevor, because obviously a lot of people are interested. Where, what is life taking you now? Where, where, where are you? Like, oh, oh God! Right, it, it only seems like yesterday, but twenty years now. Twenty, two thousand and one to twenty-one actually was when I had to retire. Um, but I went straight to Ireland. So hmm. um, Wexford, which is in in Southern Ireland, beautiful place. I, my wife has family here. She's we used to come over for. Um, for some summers and, and visit and I fell in love with the place but it, it's a lot different to work in a place than go there for a, <laughs> for a nice holiday but no it was it was great look after I had to I had to pack in early um, it, you know it is sort of my, my plans were you know mid-30s and and you know going to coaching or, or something to do with football um, but if, if I'm honest I fell out of love with the game for a while because it you know, all of a sudden, I was at pretty much most people's peak at 27, and I had to stop. Um, and I'd struggled with it for probably about 18 months. So I tried to have an operation in the summer, and it didn't work. Um, but no, I, I I moved to Ireland, and I had to start from scratch. Um, the one thing that I've realised, though, is as I'm older, 27 is young. It's, you're a young man at 27. So in a way, it was a blessing in disguise because it gave me a chance to get on the ladder and you know I've done quite well I've uh, I've gone from um, different jobs and 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 now I'm um, um, a manager in in a renewable energy uh, company uh, in they run out of Monaghan so uh, and we're very busy at the moment hence why I'm sitting by my desk because I've got to work <laughs> after this um yeah I mean air to water heat pumps and and solar pv that's the the what we do so it's a little bit more boring from being a professional footballer, um, but it puts food on the table. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I enjoy what I do. I love where I live. Uh, you know, the I used to I used to live in Maltby, and I loved it there. It was great. Um, had a, had a fantastic house, and my time at Rotherham was. I think I said last time I was on with you guys, it was a. You don't realise until it's over, but it was the best time of my life. You know, it really was. Mm. So it's uh, it's good. I've got my my eldest son. Um, he played League of Ireland. So he Liam, he's very good. He he had to he, he stepped away from that to do his badges, and he's done three years in in college um, doing his badges for the football. So um, he's he's followed the uh, the, the football, um, and my middle son's very good as well. So um yeah we're all very happy I've got five, three children and and we're uh, very happy at the in in Ireland I I couldn't ever see myself moving back to England it's um the way of life over here is so it's a lot more laid back mm. we've, got, we've go. got global today yeah exactly we've got global I felt like I was on a game show there <laughs> where you can't really live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is what you could have won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's take everybody back to when you first signed for the Millers, which was 1995. Um, mm. uh, so it was was it the summer of 95, 95 coming into the 95, 96 season? 
Yeah, well, it was it was that I played in August for uh, I captain Aston Villa reserves against Nottingham, and and Archie and John were at the game, and I think my it was the under twenty ones, and it was before the under twenty ones was a real thing, you know. Mm. Um, and we I think we beat them about six 0 and I got a couple of goals and had a really good game. And then the following week, you know, um, the, Brian Little said that they were looking to take you on loan. I think it'd be a good move. They play good football, etc. So I didn't actually have my first game until September, Matt. It was uh, against Brentford. And I was lucky enough to score on my debut there against them, uh, which was which was lovely. Um, yeah. And probably the reason why I, I came back and I didn't stay at Villa when um, Brian asked me to, just because I had two years left in my contract. Um, but he was great because he didn't put a stupid amount of money on my head. He, he knew that Rotherham, with their finances at the time, couldn't pay that sort of money. So, um, no, I, I've got no regrets of, of staying. But now that that was my favourite year, actually, the first year, Matt. It was. Mm. I think I said it last time when me and um, Andy and, and Butch were on. Um, it was my, I, I, I think I was second top scorer behind Goats. And uh, we won the or windscreen. Um I, I think that year I, there was five games where my goal decided the the points. So we, yeah. I think we beat Burnley one 0 I scored in the eighty eighth minute or something after Sean had missed a penalty. Um, I think Notts County, um, and there, there's Blackpool a header at Blackpool away when John McGlashan scored the first one. So I had a good season, and and you know I I'd always remember that because Archie was saying that he'd he'd had a look and he, he thinks that. You know, there's at least 12 points that if I wouldn't have been playing, we wouldn't have got those points. So um, it's good to know. So it was a it, it was a special year for me, that one. I think it was for a, a lot of Rotherham people and away for going to Wembley, but it was a it was a good year for me. Well, it's it got to be a good year with a Trevor Berry header. <laughs> I've got a few headers, Mickey. I've got a few, and now I'm only five foot six. But look, yeah. I always, if you look at all the photos, I always make sure yeah, yeah. I'm thirsty. Always make sure I was next to Hursting. So I look at <laughs> <easy. laughs> Yeah. No, I, uh, I, we, I... Go on, sorry. No, I was going to ask, but if Archie Gamble and John McGovern, were they a big factor in coming to Rotherham? If, you know, if they weren't there, would you have maybe thought twice about it? Or was it just playing football? No, no, no. I, I would, to be honest, obviously, when I first... I was, what, just 20 when I first... And I was 21, um, turning 21. So... Uh, Archie, obviously, they're, they're legends, the two of them. And anyone, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you guys, apart from Mick. Sorry, Mick. And there's, um, <laughs> <One second. laughs> and, and uh, we knew them because my dad used to talk about them, you know, the, the, the double winning European Cup team, you know, and it's coming from League One to, to the first division then. Um, so, yeah, there was a, there was a probably a little bit of pull. But do you know what? I, I, I think that I would have gone Anaway. Um, I think the big thing for me was the the style of play that was being mm. played at, at Rotherham and Gareth Farrelly. I don't know whether you remember Gareth Farrelly. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Wow. He was he was there the the year before, uh, and he said it was a fantastic experience for him. So that that was that was probably more of a factor. Gareth telling me that it was it was good. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and let's, let's we'll, we'll, talk, we'll go back and forth, but we can't, we've got to talk about Wembley. Uh, we're going again in a week. In a week, I time, know. I'll be there. <laughs> I was waiting for the call and said you got me some tickets, Matt, but nothing happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I, I might get onto it. Breck, is he still up there? 
Brick. Yeah, Brick's still, yeah. he's the big I, dog, is John Brick in. Oh, is he? I'll get hold of John. I'll see if I can give him a ring and get me some tickets. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's brilliant, isn't it? I, I watched the, 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 the final, the one, you know, the semi final now it is. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, best day, best day of my. I mean, I pl- I actually played there a couple of times. I played there for England mm. Youth as well, but it was nowhere near, near the same as playing as a you know as a professional. Um, so mm. it was uh, it was an unbelievable day out. Um, and we we feel if you remember lads, we filled half the stadium, right? So all the pictures from that side looked like it was a full stadium, mm. didn't it? Yeah. It looked yeah. like you can imagine it going all the way around. I mean, we still had what was it, 40, 40,000? Was it around that? Something yeah. like that altogether. Yeah. 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 But it, it, every photo I got, uh, it was me. And in the background, there was no one there. So it was just, <laughs> I, I've only got a few. I've only got a few where I'm, I'm kicking the ball in front of this big crowd. So it was, um, I, I've kept them as well. I've actually found, you know what? It's funny because my, uh, my mum, my mum was was clearing out her house, and she she delivered about two weeks all this stuff. And, and I don't know whether you'd see that. I'm not sure. I mean, change the yeah. screen. I don't know, wasn't it? There we yeah. go. <laughs> yes. The Wembley heroes with Matt. Matt and Ian on there. Yeah, over that as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. Is that Andy Roscoe in front of there? On the front of where? On, on that, that last one. Oh, that's the other one. one. No, I think I think that's supposed to be the Paul Blades. If I was ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I just um, saw it sometime and thought it might it must have been Andy Roscoe. I tell you, the, these are in mint condition. They've kept them great. These two things here. Mm. So I've actually got a, I've got a copy of both of these as well. Mm. So I don't know whether you two guys can do anything with this. If you want me to send it to you for for today for the whole purpose yeah. of it, yeah, yeah. We can do that absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I can I can fire them over to you. Um, I've also I'm look at we just put these two up there, but there's a few programs, repeat programs I got from from 20 years ago as well, which mm. I'll throw in the bag for you, so you can have them. Brill. I'll talk to you afterwards, Matt, to get the address to send it to. Yeah, amazing. What a guy! What a guy, Trevor Various. Everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a guy you are. Uh, love it. Um, so I know this is a strange question and I might not be able to answer it, but for the there's a lot of other players who have never played at Wembley before and they're going into this final. What would you say? So some of them probably not listening, but they might be. But what would you say to them going into their potentially first ever trip to Wembley, first ever cup final? What um, what can they expect? I tell, I tell you one thing, it's it's gonna be a little bit different for them guys because I love Millmore. Millmore was great. When it was full, yeah. it was a great atmosphere. But New York Stadium now. I mean, I've been there, lucky enough to be there a couple of times, and it's an amazing stadium, amazing. Mm-hmm. So, the, I mean, obviously Wembley is is huge, and it's a it's where the, the international team plays in all the cup finals. But I think, I think even when the, the games were being played for a short time at the Millennium, you know, the it, mm-hmm. it's I think it's the occasion. And the one thing I would say to the lads is 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 enjoy it and and take everything in right from the first moment, the pre-match meal in the morning to to the evening, because I was 20, 21 and I never played there again. And I think, you you know, you look at that team. I don't think any of them from that team, apart from possibly Sean Gota and I don't know, I'm not even sure 
Coates went back with City, did he? So I think he said after after they went Wembley, I think, didn't he? You did right, okay. I think so, you know, not many of those, especially on the Shrewsbury team as well. It, mm. it was it was a one off, and I, and I felt that when I was 20, 21, I thought, oh, this is great. It's my first year at Wembley. This is going to happen quite a bit, and it, and it didn't. So just savor the moment is is what I would advise people to do. I mean, it's um, you know, it's look it, more more and more stadiums. Are, are becoming on par with Wembley. I mean, years ago, Wembley was was head and shoulders above all of these other stadiums, but mm. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's different now. But it, it's still an occasion, um, televised as well. So I'll be nervous watching it. Let me just put that down. You know, <laughs> I, was, I, was still follow them, I was nervous watching the pool game. Oh my! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My hands yeah, were shaking during the penalties. I could not cope with it at all. <laughs> no, we just could. I, their keeper, the save from the header. I don't know how he got that. Yeah, I don't know how. He got oh, and and yeah, then when it penalties, because the keeper was playing so well, I, I was I was worried. I was. Worried I was. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, mm. yeah. But uh, no, no, it's great to go there, get be there again. I mean, look, Rotherham in the last twenty years, this would be the third, fourth time at Wembley. Uh, fourth time fourth. since twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go every four years now, so we yeah. every, every, every couple, every few years. <laughs> oh, well, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mick, you were there '96. I wasn't, unfortunately, but you were there. Uh, from a fan's perspective, what are you expecting for for people? I several other fans haven't been before. When how it's stage where we have been before, yeah. But talk it's us different. through the, the build up because there were more there. There were twenty, nearly twenty thousand. I think that's yeah. our biggest ever away. To, not not home attendance. I, I think I think from memory the, the figure was something like twenty two thousand. Uh, but as Trevor's just said there, they only opened one half of Wembley. Mm. So if you if you kind of split it down the middle lengthways, that's that's essentially how they opened it up. Mm. Um, and and so it, it was a bit weird sitting there watching a game with a completely empty stand at the other side. Um, but but for an occasion, obviously that was the first time ever. That Rotherham United had played at Wembley, Wembley Stadium, so you know it was just massive. It was enormous, uh, uh, an enormous occasion. And then obviously to come away with a victory was just, you know, it was it was a usual. It, you, you came away feeling exactly the same as you did from any other away game, really. You know, no skin left on your shins after jumping up and down at seats in front of you, no voice left. Um, but this time it were at Wembley, we're under twin towers, you know, and. Mm. Um, it was massive. It was massive. But you flip forward 26 years now, and, and as you've just said, we've been four times in 10 years. Um, and, you know, it's been a successful journey each time that we've been. Yeah. Um, but this time it's different. This time it's different. For me, it doesn't hold the same importance as any of the other games that we've played there. Because the, the 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 game that Trevor talked about there, obviously, like we said, it's the first game ever. You know, you want, you needed to, you had to win. You know, it was, it was that way. Um, and, and each time that we've been subsequent to that, something has been on the line. You know, but this year, the bigger part, the bigger part of our season, doesn't fall at Wembley. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, this is the first and only time that we'll be going this season. Yeah, but but what comes after it, you know, is 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 really key. So for me, you know, as a supporter, 
my my view of it is different to what the players will be because, like Trevor's just said there, you know, it's that a lot of them at the first time ever at Wembley, and some of them it'll be the last time ever at Wembley. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to next week because it's a day out, and I really, I genuinely, hand on heart, hope the only thing I I am desperate for is that they come out of it without any injuries. The rest is just a good day, you know. Yeah, and but then, but what I would say is. We may we we we're sitting here going every four years. We might not go back to Wales for another twenty five years. No, I get you've that. Got to try and embrace mm. it. You've got. To, do you know what I mean? I, I know. It's, uh, I know what you're saying. I get it. But you've got to think. Yeah, I, I'm not that. trying to decry it. I just, I just, I, for me, the the overriding thought is we've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying, Mick. And I, I actually think that the structure now of the league format, you know, when. When we were we got there for the first time, that for years there was never playoff finals. You know, there mm-hmm. was there was not the uh, there wasn't the at the time the auto win screen, now the EFL trophy. You know, there wasn't that either, was there? So there are no. opportunities to get back there again. But mm-hmm. you're right, Mick. I mean the and the, the structure at Rotherham, um I mean the the club has come on so much since I was mm-hmm. there. It really has. I mean it um, I was down, like I was so impressed with the setup there. I don't, I don't. Is, is Ben in the academy? Is he? No, no, no. He's a young. He's in an NFL player. academy. He plays American yeah, football, does Ben? Oh right, yeah. okay, okay. No, it's Long just time. I heard you talking about the academy beforehand. <laughs> but the, the setup they have for the academy in there is is unbelievable. You know, it's mm. um, you know, it's look, it, it's just come on a long way, Mick, and mm-hmm. and I think that the fact that I've got a massive Rotherham supporter sitting there saying. I just hope for no injuries in a cup final at Wembley. It just shows where Rotherham is now, you know. Yes. And you, you probably won't be alone, Mick, in there. Yes. So, I mean, look, heaven forbid, Nick, it's you know Bournemouth. We've seen Bournemouth go up to the to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You just never know what can happen in the next ten years. And yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like they spent millions and millions to get up there, you know. So, and I do think that the the structure is there. I really, really do. And so, you know, it's. At the moment, I, I tell people over here that I support Rotherham and that they don't even give me any stick back because, you know, because <laughs> <like, why? laughs> you know, it's an island. Um, but all of a sudden, you know, I've had more and more people saying, you know, oh, they're a good team. I've seen them. I'll tell you, they play good football. They're top of the league. They're, you know, so it's that's over a space since I've been here, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got two Irish internationals now as well. I know. Yeah, I know. It's great. with internationals. That's fantastic, that. Yeah, well, there's a massive fan base for Aston Villa over here, and that is the majority of them are my age, and it's because back in the 90s, they had Paul McGrath, Steve Stoughton, Ray Houghton, Andy Townsend, all playing at the one club. So you you never know how many Irish supporters Mm. will support Rotherham just purely on the fact of those two. Yeah. 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 Um, Cheers. Sorry, Algus. Just no, Geo seems to be becoming more and more popular in Ireland as as as, as every him. match goes by. Um, you know, I mean, he's such a likable fella, anyway. Yeah, um, he's from Limerick, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, but but what a player, mate! Honestly, Probably. he's just got so much potential. That lad, so much potential. Yeah, um, and that that's what happens when you get the the Irish lads coming over the. I'll be honest, the, the potential. I mean, I, I've sent um, about three lads over to, to, mm. to cross the water. Um, the first two uh, 
And I, I, the first two actually done really well. They got into Aston Villa that they were very, very good. Yeah. This was, but after a couple of years, they would they were flying and they got homesick and they they come back. And that that's mm-hmm. the issue with a lot of the Irish lads. They do do miss home a bit. Um, I sent a, I sent a young lad over to Rotherham um, about a year ago, um, and he'd done quite well. But I just don't. The academy's very very strong. Um, they didn't take him in. Um, but they're. The potential over here is huge, and it's the problem is it, you, if you can imagine a, another sport alongside football in in England that is just as popular, or if not more popular. You know, I can't. You know, rugby's always big, cricket's always big, but in my opinion, it's always coming mm. after football. Yeah, here they have Gaelic, they have the Gaelic football and hurling, which is massive. And like the local parish that I trained with when I was younger in the Gaelic, and they're like professionals, unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's a parish club playing in the county and mm. the the passion they have for that game and I played when I was 30 I played in a couple of Gaelic games I played mm. uh, my local parish first game one of the lads come up to me I don't know whether I, no, I'll say it so it'll be all right <laughs> be okay and he went he went you'll be all right Trevor just don't call for the ball don't let them hear you got an English accent so I, was, <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I was getting in all these positions and uh, I wasn't getting the ball and, and there's before you can't just pick the ball up off the ground you've got to get your toe under it you've got to flick it up and pick it and you've got to bounce it or kick it to run every four steps right so I started calling for the ball and then all of a sudden they all the, the back four I mean the, like the, I think they were called Nutter and Psycho, the two at the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I ended up at about after, I think that about 15 minutes to go, I, I, I hit a guy at the same time and he hit me and I went over to the ref and the ref was going to have a word with me. Mind you, you can get away with so much. I mean, if you have a, a punch up, you know, everyone just gets a yellow card and he pushed away, you know. But I, I went up to the ref and he was going to have a go at me. And then he pointed at my ear and he went, Oh, you better go off, son. And my, my ear had come off in the game. Oh, God. So I thought maybe, maybe I'm not quite built for the, for the Gaelic football, you know. So I played a couple of games. My, my son is really good. He plays for the county, but uh, it's a great game to watch. It's so fast. But yeah. we, there's, oh, I could name. I mean, there's a guy playing locally. His name is Paul Murphy, Spot Murphy. He was at Ipswich. Mm. And he he was there when Roy Keane was there. Um, and he was in reserves at 17, 18. What a player. But he, he, he got homesick and, and come home. He was mm. at a three-year professional contract on the table and he didn't want to play. I mean, he plays locally, um, you know, yeah. breaking all the local records. But I just think that when he gets to his 30s, he might look back and think, what if, you know, making that decision? Mm. But yeah. uh, it is it's mass it is massive over here. I mean, you know, Leeds as well, Leeds United are really yeah. strongly here. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's good. Like the junior football, which I actually played junior football. I could train once a week and play on the Sunday, um, hmm. and I played for a couple of clubs. And uh, I the standard is is brilliant because hmm. you've got you've got the League of Ireland, and then you've just got the Leinster Senior, which is in Dublin. And then you've got junior football. There isn't anything in between. There isn't a conference. Yeah. Or, so you've got lads leaving League of Ireland, go and play in junior football. So mm. like North End, the local team, you, 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 they won an All-Ireland a couple of years ago, junior level, which is like the FA Vars, I think. They have, well, the whole team is riddled with League of Ireland players because there isn't that, 
that's a tier system here. So there's a lot of good potential here. And I think it's it's the only thing is with Brexit that you there's a situation with you've got to be over 19 before you can move across. Right. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah, that's like some, some sort of clause uh, yeah. in the work visa, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. made it so that that's why there's a lot a lot of lads are going to France at the moment. There's a couple of boys from Pats that have gone to Rennes. So mm. you know, whereas before they were always coming across the, the water. Um so mm. yeah, but but loads of potential. Uh, and and it, it is getting bigger. It it is. Mm. I mean the Wexford itself, we've we've got a, a full size um, floodlights all weather, you know, really really good. Mm. Which I run my local parish. I, it took me a long time, but I finally got a football team in my parish. Uh, we've been going for about five six years. We've done very well, um, but we play a lot of our home games down there, so yeah, it's good. Um, well, you, as you know, it's a good question to ask. Scott Grundy asked. We'll ask about the trip the goal, Burnley goal in a bit, but he asked about Georgie Kelly, who we signed from the League of Ireland. What, he hasn't played for us yet. What do you know of him? What can you tell us of uh, of him? He's scored loads of goals, is all I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, to be honest, Matt, if I'm completely honest, I don't. I don't know okay. a lot about him. I did see that he'd gone there. Um, so Wexford, the team that I would be, it's literally 15 minutes up the road. Yeah. And that, they're in League One. So yeah. there's, there's a massive difference in quality. And I'm, I'm sure they won't mind me telling you. Between the, the teams like Cork, Bowes, Pats, they're, they're all, and Dundalk, you know, mm. they have a proper professional setup where, and, and the, the supporters to support that as well. Yeah. But then you've got, you've got Division Two where you have other teams like Cove, Wexford, and a, and, and a few others that str- would struggle. I mean, yeah. the guys in Wexford, they, they get paid um, probably in. What do you call it? Um, expenses. They they wouldn't get right. wages as such. So, you know, and then you've got other guys in the in the just a division up that are getting probably you know two three grand a week. So mm. it's a, it's a big, big difference. difference. But I've not heard of this. I've not heard of. Um, I don't know to be honest, mm. Matt. And he hasn't made. I tell you, the the only thing I would say is from what Warney and his team have done, um, picking players from Ireland, he's done very well. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I'd say, Absolutely. yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> I think I could answer it. Back on Wembley, when we spoke to you last summer, yeah, you, you, you still hadn't had your trophy back from your dad. It was still, it was still, no, still haven't got it. Even though I, I, I told him, I gave him the link for the for the podcast, yeah. and he, he told everyone that I hung him out to dry on on live <laughs> you know, on radio. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's he's promised me that he'd be here for 2022 Christmas time. So we'll see, we'll see, man. We'll check in. <laughs> yeah, we'll check it. Yeah. Um, we have. If, if anyone's watching live, I'm watching on YouTube and Facebook. You can send your questions across. We've got loads of questions already for you, Trevor. So let's chuck a couple across to you from from fans. Brendan Thika, um, what do you think is your best performance was as a Rotherham United player? Or what were your thoughts when he was told Rotherham wanted to buy him? So if we talked about what you know, they wanted to buy him. In, in your years at Miller, in the Millers, what was your best performance for you? Uh, I, I think me personally was, even though we lost the game, um, it was Sunderland uh, because I played against Mike, Michael Gray, who for the FA Cup. Yeah, in the FA Cup, he played mm. for England the year, the, the month before. 
and and I actually gave him a torrid time in that game. I played really well against him. I set up Darren for the goal. Uh, mm. I dummied him on the halfway line, and and I just had a. It was one of those games that I I felt that I had a really really good game. I mean, Peter Reed come up to me afterwards and 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 said, you know, you know, mm. brilliant game today, you know. So that was probably on a personal point. Um, the other one would be where I played centre midfield in the auto windscreen uh, final. It didn't seem, you know, it was one of those performances where I'd never stopped running. And I had to play centre midfield because there was an injury um, and, and I had to play in the, in the in there. I think I mentioned this last time I was on and we, we won the game up in Carlisle and it was um, probably the toughest game I've, I felt, the tired I, I felt afterwards. Yeah. I, if I would have had what they have now on, you know, monitored how far it ran, I'd love to have seen that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what I thought when they were going to buy me, well, it was funny because I had a, a the month loan. I'd scored a couple and got a couple of assists and had a really good, played well in every game. And then the Brighton game, my last game, I was awful. I was so bad. And Archie Gemmell and John McGovern called me into the physio's room and said, look, we'd like to sign you. And Archie said, yeah, but if you play like you did today, uh, I don't want to sign you. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and J- John said, no, it was just a bad day at the office. And and Archie, I won't tell you what Archie said, but it was a bit colourful. Um, but they, they were going to buy me. And they, they wanted to know if I was going to come because they didn't want to put a bid in and then me not, you know, not come. But I said, yeah, I would. Uh, look, I, I I loved it then. It's, I don't regret it at all. I really, really don't. Um, you know, I know the financially, I, I could have been may, maybe better off at the end of my mm. career with staying at, in the Premier Club. But you know, I played over two hundred games for the club, back to back promotions, and played at Wembley. I mean, not many people go through their career and have that. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, on that side of it, sitting at 47, 40, nearly forty-eight years of age, I can. I can say, look back in fondly, really, no regrets for, for Rotherham mm. at all. None. Good. Well, I love hearing that. I love hearing yeah. that people of the title. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. Loud. It's, it's, yeah. A rare, it's a rare club, the uh, 200 appearance club as well mm. at Rotherham. Yeah. Um, we've we've yeah. got a new member in Michael Smith. Has he just gone past it so much? Oh, you know, I'm doing some work here, Danny. <laughs> oh, no. Making you work for your charity stream, Matt. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find out. Actually, Danny, I didn't know I'd gone over 200. It was it was Ian Payne. No, um, he does. Les, the, Les, 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 Les Payne. Les Payne. Mm. He, he told me 201 appearances and, and I think it was 39 goals. But, mm. you know, it was, look, it was good. Yeah, the, it, it was, you know, looking at the career stats, they're not bad. They're not too bad. Yeah. But, um, mm. I suppose my it's talking about regrets. It's just I had to finish so early. I, I, mm. I, I wish I stayed out of the uh, the pubs in in uh, in, in Wickersley. Uh, maybe I'd have had <laughs> a couple of years. I wouldn't have drank so much. No, it was my injury that finally finished. I can't do much about that. But yeah, mm. um, I'm interested on joint managers. Right, we could probably talk to you all there about rather your talent, rather. But Archie Gemmell, John McGovern, legends of the game, but. Joint yeah. managers, and you don't see that in football ever, really. How was, yeah. how did it work? It wasn't joint. Ah. It, it, Archie Gemma was a boss. Right, okay. <laughs> it, that, okay. And look, they, they both, I mean, John was great, fantastic. Knowledge of football, unbelievable. But, you know, it, in our mindset, Archie was a boss. It's a sort of Cluffy and Peter Taylor type. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what the two boys were trying to emulate. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not a bad, uh, not a bad couple to emulate, really, is it? No, it's so. not. It's not. But no, it was. Uh, maybe it was a little bit like bad cop, good cop. You know, mm. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd always look at Archie as being the, um, the, the boss, and 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 John, you know, uh, the assistant. But uh, I know it was a joint venture, um, mm. the management. Mm. Um, and then they left. I, we've talked about again. Talked about in the last podcast. You you felt that if they'd have stayed on, you they could potentially have built something a little bit special. Well, I I, th- I think I think it was a bad move to put Danny Vergara in, or in replace of of those two men. And I just felt it was so early in the season. And he, you've got to remember, he lost Sean Gota and Chris Wilder as well. In, in, in within six months, and, and well, you know how good they they ter- they were, um, you know. And there was a couple of people retired, like Paul Blades as well retired. And but we still had a good. I, I felt that we well, we did. We we had a good group, um, and I think that if they would have stayed, we we wouldn't have gone down that year. Uh, I mean, Danny Bagara lasted six seven months. Um, I mean, Danny strange stories about him himself you know I did I remember getting phone calls of, at one o'clock in the morning you know saying why didn't you score today you know <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was a, he was a strange um you know uh, look he had great history mm. you know but um you're very I could tell you a lot of stories off air um <laughs> that with he was he was the way that he managed i mean he he'd sit there and it's it he'd be smoking on the bench as well you know constantly chain smoking and um but yeah look i i i think that was a strange one i think it was the professional way that that archie and john done it and the discipline he had um to switch over like that was real it was quite hard to um to get used to um, but then, when obviously when Ron when Ronnie come in, it was well, it was the a great move, you know. Well, I mean, you know what happened in that chapter of Rotherham when he come in. But uh, yeah, I do think that after John, uh, yeah, I think if they'd have been kept on, it, it would have been a different story. Yeah, I really do. I I personally liked working for them. I like the way that they they set the team up. Um, I I expect if I didn't have a good game to get a rollicking, I'm that in that and but. You know, if they say well done to you, my God, you must have had a good game. So uh, it, that yeah. it it helped me, it appealed to me the way I wanted to be managed. So, yeah, mm. yeah. Mick, that that season with Danny Bigar in charge goes down as one of the worst. I think um, yeah. it was oh. second bottom. I think it was and, the season and, before I start remembering football. So I've bitten it out. I'll tell you how bad. It, yeah, I'll tell you how bad it was. Andy Roscoe got Player of the Year. That's how bad. It was. <laughs> I hope he watches that. I hope he watches that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just blocked it out of my memory, mate, to be honest. It's, yeah. Yeah, listen, it's, it's all part of being a football supporter, that, isn't it? You know, looking at it from our angle rather than Trevor's angle as a yeah. player, you know, it, it's just, you expect it, you know, well, as, as a... Looking, looking well, back, Mick, I, I actually cha- I, I, I challenged Danny... Bagara about it. I don't. I don't know whether this is common knowledge, but he he'd actually put me down to reserves. Um, I was doing very well, uh, mm-hmm. but he, he, I challenged him on on some of what he was trying to do with the team, and I got put down to reserves. And and this is uh, and you know Bobby Davison used to play for Rotherham. Yeah, yeah. He went in to be a, an agent, and he, he'd rang me and when he realised I wasn't getting in the team, and I thought that my future had done there already. 
And Osasuna, a team in Spain, wanted to sign me. And they come to watch me play in a, in a reserve game and I, at Mansfield. And I'd scored two by half time. And one of them was from the halfway line, actually. And, they, <laughs> and then Danny Bagara took me off at half time and said, no, you're playing. But what happened was Danny had seen the guy and knew what was happening and he didn't want them to watch me play, right? So I remembered quite clearly, and my wife would tell you the story, because we were driving back to Birmingham to see her folks and the radio said that I was on the transfer list, right? Or no, I'd requested to go on the transfer list. So... The next day, I or the, the Monday, I went in and, all, and the directors were there. There was a Carl, um, he owned yeah. the Peugeot garage. Can't remember his second yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, Carl, yeah, Carl. Yeah. And a couple of others there met me on, on, on the, at the Wilcock. start. Yeah, and he said, look, you know, you're, you're not on the transfer list. So, and then Danny Bagara was, was gone there within the week. I think it was just a few strange decisions he'd done. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that was very surreal hearing that I was without me <laughs> even knowing. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> it was it was the local radio that was was that, that we were listening to. Yeah. Um, but then um, Mick Mulligan, I think Mulligan, can't remember his name. The assistant manager Mulligan took over then. For the, but we were down. Uh, I remember yeah. going to Bristol. I remember going to Bristol Rovers, who were a good side, and we beat them two one down there. You know with just playing four four two and playing to our strengths and not trying to complicate it with, with things. And, it, and that, that's just what I'm saying, Nick, about if we would have been able to, because he was trying to jump before we could even, even walk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we had lads that had never played. This was before three at the back and five. Mm. It was, you, you needed to go through it. You needed to do the, you couldn't just say on a Friday, right, tomorrow lads, we're going to play five without yeah. actually going through it in the week in training. You know, it was, it was, look, it was, it was beyond me, to be honest. I, it was, uh, it was, like you said, I've forgotten about that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing it up, Nick. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, well, Matt, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so, you know, the, the less said about 16, 17, the better as well. Yeah, well, yeah, we've had a few bad ones. Uh, you, when, you, when you make a change, when you try to make changes to a system... At, at, at that sort of level, it's got to be second nature to, to every player before you actually put it into practice. Yeah, you know? which like Ron, Ronnie had um, Ronnie Moore come in and he he'd gone um, with a three up front, but it was either myself and then later it was Sedgwick, Chris, or Andy Monkhouse, or and we sometimes we'd play two up top, but we've got the just one winger, but we could float from wing to wing and go behind. Yeah, yeah. But we worked on that during the week, Mick. We, we yeah. so we knew scenarios. I mean it was it was great. We did that and and we had that formation. We got to the playoffs that year when we we'd done that. That was another season that I really enjoyed. Um but yeah, you, you, you're right. If you, don't, you you've got to prepare with it. You yeah. can't just spring it on people, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ronnie came in, and then I. This is this is the first season I properly remember. I remember bits from you before this. My first season I remember, and I didn't know who Ronnie Moore was. Obviously, I was seven or eight year old. But I remember the build up and the enthusiasm that Ronnie was back in town. I had a post on my wall that literally said Ronnie's back in town as a player. Obviously, I assume you didn't know much about Ronnie Moore, but how was that? The whole town was was giddy almost for this legend to be back. Yeah, no. Well, well John, um, obviously, John Breck was, you know, was saying that he, he he 
told us information about you know his because he was there he knew who he was and mm. and I, I of course if you I've been at Rotherham there for this was what one two this was my my third season so I did know of him um, but I didn't know you know the the effect it would have on coming in but you got to remember guys it's like we the, the the Millers the Rotherham fans it's like they've gone without food for a year and then all of a sudden you know yeah. They were given this guy, this, you know, legend at Rotherham. So, I mean, I remember the blooms going off of the pitch. We played his first game. It was yeah. Aberdeen and Barnsley we played pre-season. Yes. And we, we yeah. won both games. I scored against Aberdeen, I think, as well. And I, I love, I, well, it, it, it was great. Look, he, Ronnie Moore had a massive impact on, on Rotherham. And I, and I honestly think that that day you're talking about, Matt, was the kickstart to where we are mm. now. I really yes. do. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. Make, make you talk about the, the, the tell, tell us about the liquid nightclub booked at a nightclub to welcome a manager to Rotherham United. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that 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 night was was a special night for a supporter. You know, it was. It was. Uh, Shown his goals on the telly, weren't they, Mick? They yeah, 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 yeah. So we had all these goals on big screen and footballs yeah, coming over and playing and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it obviously changed it to Ronnie's coming home, and 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 I I, I was I was involved behind the scenes, and I remember it, it was Ronnie was sat in the back room while all this was going off, and it was my job to 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 say, come on, get out here and, and get on stage, and I remember opening the door, and the, the atmosphere was literally like it was like Wembley. I mean, it's a small area, but the the noise was just yeah. immense. People singing his name and singing his name, and I remember opening the door and looking at his face, and he was just like. He was properly cacking himself. It was like, what on earth is happening here? You know, what I mean, his face was just—it was just eyes were wide open and everything else. But then obviously yeah. he came out and, and did his thing, and it was just—it was immense. And I know it's—you know—it's it's probably two or three hundred people there. That's it. But yeah, but the, the, what it created was 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 special, and, and obviously, yeah, yeah. It transferred no, it onto the pitch, didn't it? Yeah, I tell you what he did did well as well. Actually, sorry, that's work phone going on. <laughs> I tell you what he did well. He um, he bought he, he bought John Brecken in as his, his assistant. Mm. That was yeah. a really good move because, again, you know, Danny Bagara had actually moved him moved uh, John away uh, from the yeah. first team to a degree. Um, but when he brought him in, and it was a, it was a good move. They were a great. They were a great team, those two. They were, they really were. Yeah, uh, and remain so to this day. You know, they're both Absolutely. still involved with yeah. the club, and you know, still singing the club's praises and pushing it forward. And, and well, it's great. I tell you, when I come over for the reunion, um, and John met me. John met me at the at the hotel, and we went over to see um, Ronnie in in his house because he lives in Rotherham. Mm. And uh, I went in and I said, uh, hey, Ronnie. And when I left, John, John gave out to me. He said, why didn't you call him Gaffer? <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I felt like I was back again. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, sorry, John. Yeah, maybe I should have called him Gaffer. Yeah. You can't believe you didn't call him Gaffer. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, we've got a few, couple more fan questions. Scott Grundy, can we ask Trevor what he thought of Sean Goodwin oh. as a footballer? You mentioned on the last episode that how good cool he was. What a player. What a <laughs> like I, I I know I've said it last time I was on. I I suppose I was I, I didn't I wasn't fortunate enough to see him in his heyday because when I was mm. with Sean, 
he he was he was riddled with injury. You know, he he, he was, but oh, like he the he was unbelievable. I mean, the 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 quality that man had. I'm surprised that he. Well, I found out that from actually from Ronnie Moore that there were um, offers for him when he was at Rotherham, but Rotherham didn't take him up on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was he he was good enough to play in the Premier League. John was. Mm. I mean, Raggy, what Raggy could do with ball, both feet as well, dribble. I mean, he took all our penalties as well. He he was an unbelievable player. Um, I mean, I I can remember playing in a in a game and a, and it was against Hull and I, and I, I put him through. He was one on one with the keeper. I didn't even wait to even more <laughs> than Sean Gota. I knew that he was going to score. I just knew he was going to score. He was that good. And he he used to. It's like I don't know whether you ever seen the players that they just wear molds, molded studs all the time mm. because their balance is that good. It, it doesn't matter, even on you know. Oh yeah, what what a player, great player. It's a, it's a shame that his injuries were mm. were so that hampered his his playing career really. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, Mick. Echo that again. I, I remember the back end of his of his run yeah. career, but you you were there in the heyday as well. Yeah, I, I, I can't add anything to what Trevor's just said there. He he was just it was immense, and I, I know there was talk about him going to Everton at one stage. I think weren't they? Yeah, that's it. That's about, the one, uh, Nick. Yeah, yeah. That that thankfully for Rotherham, from a Rotherham United point of view, from a Rotherham United supporters' point of view, that fell through. But for, for from Raggy's point of view, it would have probably been a good move. But like you said. It was he was plagued with injury, wasn't he? You know, it's such a well. I don't know what the word is. I'm looking for it's such a sort of a well. It's just a shame. You know? It is a shame. So much talent. Yeah. So he much did. Talent. He did, Mick, and and I think he he even. I mean, look, he was he's a massive Miller's fan as well. Though. Yeah, you know that yeah. that you know that probably why. Um, I mean, he's happy, um, and I'm, I, t- I tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if he's ne- there next week as well. Um, so, I saw him at Donny. I saw him away at the, yeah. the, the Donny game. I think to I, I was going to speak to him, but I didn't want to be a fanboy, so yeah, I, uh, I didn't. But uh, yeah, he was at the Donny game, and uh, I, I have spoke to him a few times because he lived local to where to where I live, and I've seen him a Such a lovely lad as well. He is. He's a great lad. Uh, he is. Get him on the podcast. We need Come him on, on here. We need him on. <laughs> We'd love yeah, to have him on. Yeah. Hell of a player. Really, really good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Paul Banfield wonders if anybody's got any videos of the Liquid nightclub. If anybody has got any videos of Ronnie's coming home, at Liquid, let us know. I don't think them. I don't think video. Nineteen ninety-seven. If, if you have, so. it'll be on Betamax. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I might have had a mobile, but it, it was the size of a suitcase in ninety-seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it had video. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the season, what, 97, 98, Ronnie came in. We just missed out on the playoffs by five or six points, something like that. But did that feel like it was the start? Did you, did you feel like the, the team was building towards something? Yeah, 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 I did. I mean, you know, the, the guy that eventually displaced me as well from the wing, you know, you had Chris coming through, Chris Sedgwick, mm. who's a good player. Yeah. And you, you had like Andy Monkhouse as well, you know, similar age. You had at the time there was a, a a young lad called Jamie Ingledow as well that played. Jamie Ingledow played a few. Yeah. Danny Hudson. That there was mm-hmm. there was a good group of um, our oh, and the, the oh he's actually manager of a club now. Uh, coming David Artell. Yeah. Yes. There was there was a good group of of youth that that you know could step in if needed. So I, I think 
He also brought well. I mean, Alan Lee, what a buy. Mike Pollitt, bringing him in, you know. I mean, he done, um, I mean, even Warney coming in, you know, he brought Warney in from, from Wigan and like the, and Rob, Rob Scott, I mean, Rob, you know, he had that long throw as well, which was an asset. Yeah. I mean, Leo Fortune, look, he did, he did really good things. Like, and I suppose when you get to the championship, a couple of those players didn't have the quality, the same quality you'd need in the championship. So mm. we were talking about Sean Goodwin a little while ago. I honestly think the higher Rotherham would have gone if Sean was still playing, he would be get better because it would suit mm. him. Yeah. And what it, it's yeah, very yeah. similar to me actually. I think if the, the higher I played or the better teams we played, I played better. Mm. Um, yeah. And I just like Leo Fortune West, for instance, when we got to the championship, he 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 would have struggled to play his 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 way of yeah. playing in that oh, league. Yeah. But he was a yeah. massive, he was a great player and brilliant for yeah. Um But he made good decisions as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, I um, I think that he, from day one, I think that, that what he wanted, now he was still learning as well. I mean, this was mm. the first professional job that he had. He, he, yeah. And and I think that the one thing that, that he done well is he learned by his his errors that he'd made, you know, um, and he, he moved on people that he, he he liked and he fought the world of, you know, which was difficult. Yeah. Mm. So I can, that's always difficult to do. I take that from, you know, doing that in my own job. It, it is a difficult thing to do. So, um, yeah, no, he, he done ever so well. It, it, it's, it was a good period of time. Like I said, I do think it was the, the, the start of where we are now. I really do. Mm. Yeah, and it's arguably one of the greatest achievements in the club's history because he had basically no money. The club, but they weren't putting the pounds in. We had to sell Leo Fortune West to bring other people in. The achievement yeah. to and what he did to get get us from Division Three to Division One, it's got to be up there as one of the best achievements the club's ever seen. It, it was oh, it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, even even the wage structure that we had, we were under yeah. no, you know, it was we were, yeah, look it. It was it was a, a League Two team in the, in in the chat League Two wages in the Championship for for yeah. a lot of us, you know. Because, yeah, yeah. but it's it, not even that. I, I think you're right. You know, for who they who the way he brought people in, people that were given a second chance, and I think they took it. You know, I really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Warney, what a servant he's been. I mean, look, he's still yeah. doing it now, isn't he? I mean, you know, fantastic um, story that he has. You know, I mean, even, you know, he. I was talking to him about when I was last down and because uh, he was uh, a fitness fitness guy there, wasn't he? He was uh, a... Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the chairman coming up to him and offering the, you know, the, the story over that. I let him say it, but it's yeah. just Paul Warren all over, you know. So yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's genuinely, I know you see him and talk to him and he's genuinely a really, really good guy as well. Genuinely. Mm. So mm. I... I'd, I'm so glad that when we went down, that we didn't do a knee-jerk reaction, and and look what's yeah. happening this year. I mean, it. Fingers crossed, Mick. Like you said, you know, it's yeah. going to be successful at the end of the year. I know we had a blip last week, but that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens yeah. even even happens to the big clubs. So, um, we, we'll be back on track. We'll be all right. I love it when you hear former players call us we and you still follow the club. I think that's pretty yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that proper uh, club camaraderie into yeah. that spans generations and decades and all sorts. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. it's great to see. I mean, um, 
I, I grew up with my dad and, and my granddad all being Sheffield United fans, and they were sort of trying to lure me away to, to Bramall Lane. Um, I took one look at Rotherham and, and just how the club operated, and it was like, no, nah, that's the club for me. And since then, it's been arguably one of the best stories in football. You know, coming back from administration and being prop- that close to, you know, dropping out due to points, points reductions and this and other. And now we've got a former player um, being our manager was a player with a former player as his manager. You know, it, it's, 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 the, it's the domino, what's it called? The um, butterfly effect. Mm. Isn't it? And yeah. it, it, I, I think it's great. It's great being yeah. a Rotherham fan. I like it. It is. Nothing it like is. it. Yeah, it is. And you know those low points you were talking about, Matt? We, we have had a few, but it, doesn't it make those high points even more sweeter? You know, that's, oh, God, yeah. you know, that's when I look at like Liverpool and Man City supporters, you know, they, I, I you know, we, they don't know a low point. They really don't. Yeah. Like, no silverware this year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they think those are the finals. A little point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> But but I you know I, I I that's why I think that you get the, as a Rotherham supporter you get the real the real mm. deal as a as a supporter you know you yeah. get those really high highs and you get those low lows but um yeah yeah mm. yeah the season after I want to talk about the playoffs because that was the only time I'd ever cried at a football game was when we lost to Leighton Orient. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that's a point, actually, Matt. We, we 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 never mentioned this to Andy Roscoe last time, did he? Because he was the he was the he was the catalyst for your first your know, first tears. Made of him cry. Match, I, I, I wasn't on the pitch, Matt, and that was, no, that was the reason. <laughs> that's the reason we lost. I, I was yeah. I was sub that game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I can imagine how I devastated I was. What was the what was the team like? Lose on penalties. Having been so close, it must been horrible. It it was the after effect was horrible, but the the, the following year, mm. it drove us to do what we did. Then then the following two years, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it was when you look back at the time, it was yeah. Look, we were devastated. You know, we were devastated. It was um, yeah. Look it. It was it was more of a double whammy for me because I I I I, I remembered I'd had a hernia up um, and I'd got back in and I got back into the team but then I was he left me out for for the for that mm. game, um, but uh, look the yeah I it it wasn't great I mean I, I don't know how to describe it in words you, you know it, yeah. it's what you're feeling I, I think that's yeah, exactly. the best you know how you felt Matt was exactly how we felt in the. The one thing that, that that I've experienced at other clubs is what really annoys me is when you lose a game and you come in and the lads are laughing yeah. after losing the game. It always annoyed me. That never happened under under Ronnie Moore. Every mm-hmm. single player wanted to, to win every game. And I think that is probably another one. What You know, there's lots of different little reasons why a team's successful, but that's probably one of them. We were all, we were all going in the same direction. Mm. So... Yeah, we were we were devastated, but I tell you that preseason we come back. If I remember rightly, a week there was the youth team always come back early, um, mm. and I think half the first team come back early <laughs> without being told. Wow! So that's you know Shows that's it, probably yeah. The commitment. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, good. it goes on to what you're just talking about there. It goes back to what you were talking about there about having those low lows. 
Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it, 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 that that's the thing that drives you on. Oh, Not it's only a massive drive, but as a player, particularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? massive drive. Um, yeah, and and if you if you don't have that, then your motivation starts to disappear. And and you look at now the Premier League, some of the players in the Premier League, you know, you, you can't get them to get their backsides off a bench because they have no motivation. You know, mm. they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week. Mm. But not only that, they've never really experienced that 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 disappointment, that upset, that whatever it is that takes you oh, to boy, that. heartbreak. Yeah, absolutely. Heartbreak, yeah. They've never ever had to, to, to suffer that. And therefore, as a consequence, they don't really know how to push themselves no. Than they need to be. I don't no, know. It's funny. Yeah, you're right, Mick. It's funny you said that actually, because I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about this, because he's a Man United supporter. Um, mm. you know, unfortunately he's a United supporter. <laughs> but, but he, you know, he he was talking about the play. Now I, I run, like I said, I run a junior team. And and on a mm. Sunday, the every single one of my players that goes out in that pitch, they give hundred percent. And they also pay pay a fiver for the fees as well before they go <laughs> yeah, out. For the pleasure of doing it. Yeah. So, you know, they, and, and as a group, they, they work for each other and they get, and if someone's not working, the rest of the team will tell them, you know, yeah. so I can't understand. I think that's where the frustration for a lot of fans is because, you know, they've played themselves at that level and, mm -hmm. and they want to win. So they can't understand why it's not. I, I do, I do honestly think that it's, it's, it's rare. But it, it does happen. I mean, like the, we're talking about Man United at the moment. I mean, the players on yeah. 150,000 a week, you know, not trying. <laughs> it's not right, is it? No, it's not. No, yeah, it's not. No, no. I mean, that's, yeah, well, I think we're, we're all sort of on the same page with this. And yeah. It, 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 but, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, as a, as, a, as a player and as a supporter, those low points are the ones that drive you on. Absolutely. Make the, make the high points even better. And if you haven't had them, you know, um, yeah, it's something yeah. we've talked about on the podcast, you know, or I've talked about it. I don't want to get your flag out, Danny. Um, we had a period of time where, because I coached in junior football for a while as well, where, you know, it, the, the winning and losing was, was never recorded. It wasn't about winning. It wasn't about losing. It was about taking part. And the consequence of that is that we've got a generation of footballers who don't know how to lose. They don't have the emotional skills, the emotional capacity to deal with a defeat and everything that that brings with it, you know, that drive and desire to improve, to not have to feel that again, you know. And, and it's, it's, it's had a, for me, it's had a big, big impact. And we see, well, I see, we see it with supporters all the time, you know, we're really, really, really always there when we're winning. But as soon as we lose, you know, Teddy, Teddy comes out at court and, because they don't have the emotional capacity to deal with it. Um, I don't know why I'm going banging on about that, right? but just no, no, no. Well, it's, it is. Look, it's, look, it would be. You know, I mean, I, I've played with players. I've played with players that would that, that you know they don't they they. Like, I, I don't want to name any names, but no. you know, it's just they they don't care if they win or lose. They just mm. you know, yeah. and and it, I think that. It annoys me because it, yeah, look, I, I should have looked after myself better off the pitch maybe when I was younger, but whenever I stepped on that pitch, I'd give 100%. I think anyone who saw me play knew that, you know, I would give 100% every game. And I, and, and most of, in fact, all my teammates, you know, I can't, I can't single anyone out of Rotherham that, that didn't want to try, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I know, all we've got me that fan, that's for. 
Yeah, I know Neil Richardson looked like he, he wasn't trying, but he was just really slow. There's <laughs> <laughs> Andy and Richardson. I've got yeah. both of them. That's really yeah, good. I've got both, mate. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> so Thanks, what I would say is that, is that Trev's got a bingo card on his desk and he's slowly ticking off names. Well, I was... <laughs> I was actually going to say my my best mate because I, I see that my hour's nearly up there. So um, mm. my my best mate in life and, and wealth through football is Vance Warner. Mm. So you probably oh. see that Vance is doing the the March a Million at the moment. So yeah, for, for one of his Claire, one of his friends um, who tragically died from from cancer. Mm. So yeah, I mean he's done brilliant. I mean he's doing the equivalent of oh God, my, my look. This man does something every single year for some sort of charity. He's an amazing guy. The best guy I know, honest to God. Mm. That's, I, if you've ever spoken to him, you know what a gentleman he is. Um, I mean, in this, in this day and age, there, there's not many people like him. Um, mm. So I know, I know this is, uh, um, Ukraine is, is, is the whole purpose of this, but I just wanted to mention him, you know, on this because yeah, he's a uh, he's a fantastic guy, and, and and what he does every year is amazing. So, and I'm I'll be seeing him in a couple of weeks as well. So, um, yeah, passing that. Yeah, <laughs> uh? I, I, I said passing Matt's number so that he can get in touch. We'll have him on podcast anytime. <laughs> yeah, we would love to. Oh, have him. He, put, he puts one on Twitter about the day about the bat his walk, and I watched yeah. his video. And I just wanted to go with him. It was just, it was just lovely and uplifting. And yeah. that's that's what he's like, Matt. I mean, yeah. I, you could be in the lowest point, and you have a five-minute conversation with that man, and you're you're back on you're back on track. I swear to yeah. God, he's a, he's amazing. I can't. I don't want to say say too much uh, about him because we, we we're not an item. Um, <laughs> we're, we're very close. We're very close. Um, but no, look, I, I will. I mean, he, he's been on. Um, his his colleague that he used to play football with um, at Nottingham Forest runs does what you guys do for Forest, mm. and he was on there um, about six months ago, and he, it was it was good. You know, they brought him in as an ex player, so um, I, he'd he'd be more than welcome to come on. He'd, he'd enjoy it in actual fact, mm. but um, just just before because he he was actually I think the the um, Rotherham United actually give him. Um, um, on their official website, they put yeah. something up for him. Um, yeah, yeah. So he was he was thankful for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'd love to have him on. Um, yeah. Well, like, yeah, uh, we could talk to you probably for about another six hours. So how long we left? Nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> Ravel, ambitious. 